Engaging presentations on the most urgent problem of our day and what you can do about it. Now, the End Abortion Podcast by Priests for Life. White and blue. America, I have seen, Dag, in the last several decades, absolutely fray and decline. When I saw those guys on the boats, on their knees, I mean, that says a picture about America that I haven't seen ever before. He's woken up a group of people, Neil, that have gone ignored. And Donald Trump, to me, is the last hope for America. This country has such potential. I love the country. You have to have heart. You have to take care of women's health issues. You have to take care of poor people that don't have, that they're never going to have a shot. And you have to take care of African-American youth who have never been in a worse position than they are right now. We are standing up for America and for the American people. There's a group of people in America that feel like they've been ignored. I know that for a fact. They feel like this country has let them down and the left has hijacked, and some of the right has hijacked our nation. So this is what Donald Trump answers to. It's not anger, it's love of country. And they've all, all of the media is getting it wrong. You can't let the critics and the naysayers get in the way of your dreams. Adversity makes you stronger. Don't give in, don't back down, and never stop doing what you know is right. Nothing worth doing ever, ever, ever came easy. And the more righteous you fight, the more opposition that you will face. The people built this country, and it's the people who are making America great again. First jobs report of a full month of the Trump presidency showed the economy added 235,000 jobs in February. The unemployment rate dropped down to 4.7%. More jobs available than people available to fill them. Never seen that before. See that from the Atlanta Fed? That predicted 4.8% growth for the economy. That's huge. If you've watched this program, you'll know we have a generational low for unemployment, an all-time low for African-American unemployment. That's historic. Treat the word impossible as nothing more than motivation. Relish the opportunity to be an outsider. Embrace that label. Being an outsider is fine. Embrace the label because it's the outsiders who change the world and who make a real and lasting difference. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. North Korea is issuing a new warning to the United States. Korea warned of a super mighty preemptive strike. Getting a good picture, everybody, so we look nice and handsome and thin. It's beautiful. They will work toward the denuclearization of the Korean Peninsula. Breaking news, the U.S. economy added 304,000 jobs last month. That was way ahead of expectations, and it was despite a record-breaking government shutdown. Over the course of your life, you will find that things are not always fair. You will find that things happen to you that you do not deserve and that are not always warranted. But you have to fight, fight, fight. We are all Americans, and we are all united by one shared destiny. So 
So I'm asking everyone to join this incredible moment. I'm asking you to dream big again. Dream bold, big and bold. Dream big and bold and daring. President Trump has ordered the Pentagon to pull all U.S. troops out of Syria. We can make our community safer, our families stronger, our culture richer, our faith deeper, and our middle class bigger and more prosperous than ever before. Alarmed by the new calls to adopt socialism in our country. America was founded on liberty and independence and not government coercion, domination, and control. We are born free and we will stay free. America will never be a socialist country, but we must reject the politics of revenge, resistance, and retribution and embrace the boundless potential we must choose between greatness or gridlock, results or resistance, vision or vengeance, incredible progress or pointless destruction. Tonight, I ask you to choose greatness. I am asking all citizens to embrace this renewal of the American spirit. Seize this moment. Believe in yourselves. Believe in your future. And believe once more in America. I will fight for you with every breath in my body, and I will never, ever let you down. The forgotten man and the forgotten woman, you're not forgotten anymore. It was that same yearning for freedom that nearly 250 years ago gave birth to a special place called America. It was a small cluster of colonies caught between a great ocean and a vast wilderness. It was home to an incredible people with a revolutionary idea that they could rule themselves, that they could chart their own destinies, and that together they could light up the entire world. Friends, Father Frank Pavone here coming to you live on this Monday night, May the 9th. Thank you for being with us. I'm the director of Priests for Life, and we're happy to partner with Right Side Broadcasting Network, with Getter and with our Priest for Life team to bring this program to so many of you, patriots, disciples of Christ across the country, some of you from around the world. Let me know where you're from. Thank you for the comments you're already posting. Post the prayer intentions because we want to pray for each other during this time. And I want to tell you some powerful things about what we just saw and this great MAGA movement. But we're going to go to scripture as we usually do. And then we're going to pray, and then I'm going to share with you some uh, some remarks. Wasn't that inspiring, what we just saw? Uh, let me know. Uh, one of you said, I think it was Rebecca, waiting patiently for America to be made great again, again. And that's what we're about. We are proud members of this MAGA movement, the greatest movement 
in American history, the greatest political movement that President Donald J. Trump is heading, is leading, is inspiring in us. And MAGA doesn't mean going backwards to some long forgotten time. It means going deep. It means going deep into the principles, into the foundation on which our nation rests, where our values, our beliefs shape our and protect our freedom and our political ability to govern ourselves. That's MAGA, going deep into the foundations. I want to talk a little bit about that with you here this evening. But let's go to Scripture, and I want to go to the first book of Kings, where we read about Elijah. You know Elijah the prophet, very powerful stories in the Scriptures about Elijah. And this, uh, this one is one of the most powerful, without any doubt. So we read in verse 16, this is, again, 1 Kings 18, starting with 16. So Obadiah went to meet Ahab and informed him, Ahab came to meet Elijah. And when he saw Elijah, he said to him, Is it you, you disturber of Israel? He answered, It is not I who disturb Israel, but you and your family, by forsaking the commands of the Lord your God and following the Baals. Now, Summon all Israel to me on Mount Carmel, as well as the 450 prophets of Baal and the 400 prophets of Asherah who eat at Jezebel's table. So Ahab sent to all the Israelites and had the prophets assemble at Mount Carmel. Elijah appeared to all the people and said, How long will you straddle the fence? If the Lord is God, follow him. If Baal, follow him. The people, however, did not answer him. So Elijah said to the people, I am the only surviving prophet of the Lord. And there are 450 prophets of Baal. Give us two young bulls. Let them choose one, cut it into pieces, and place it on the wood, but start no fire. I shall prepare the other and place it on the wood, but shall start no fire. You shall call on your gods, and I will call on the Lord. The God who answers with fire is God. And all the people agreed. Let us pray. Father, once again, you ask us to make a choice. You prefer hot or cold, a lukewarm, you spit out of your mouth. You want us to take sides, Lord God. You do not want us to be worried, O God, that there is division in our nation, in our world, in our families, in our churches, because there will always be division. But you, Lord God, want us to care about is that we are on the right side of that division. Lord God, give us that spirit tonight. Give us that strength, give us that fire, give us that faith that Elijah himself had, that when he would call on you, there would be results. That there would be fire that came down from heaven, as indeed it did. O Lord, all those hundreds of prophets that were calling on Baal, it was empty, it was nothing, it led to nothing because they are false gods. And yet, 
when you called upon, when Elijah called upon the true God. When Elijah called upon you, O Lord, fire came down because you are real and you are with us and you are on the side of your people and you ask them not to straddle the issue, not to wobble along with two opinions, not to say one thing and do another, but rather to be all in for you, O God, in their private lives, in their public lives, in their work in their leisure, with their families, with their friends, and in front of their enemies, you ask us to be true, consistent, and all in for you. You ask us, you command us to take sides. Lord God, may we take the side of life over death. May we take the side of truth over falsehood. May we take the side of light over darkness. May we take the side of the kingdom of Christ rather than the radical left woke culture. Lord God, may we take sides tonight and proudly stand as the MAGA movement, the greatest political movement in this nation, and may we advance the values on which it is founded, the principles that give us our freedom a gift, O oh God, from you. The government does not give that it certainly cannot take away, but rather that it exists to secure. We make this prayer. As we lift up ourselves and one another to you, O oh God, we make this prayer in the name of the only hope of America, the only hope of the world. Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Okay, so a couple of comments coming in. Thank you, Father, for being on the Getter front page. Great to see you there. Uh, that, is, uh, that is a great partnership, as I mentioned. I was with uh, Jason Miller just the other night at uh, Mar-a-Lago, and uh, uh, we talked about how we're going to collaborate together even more to bring you and many others these broadcasts. So it is uh, a joy to be with you, uh, brothers and sisters. And uh, you know, I, I, I want to talk a little bit about that, uh, what we saw here earlier. Um, the accomplishments of President Trump are undeniable. And uh, part of what we do in this MAGA movement is to make sure people never forget the historic accomplishments. Maybe they even never even learned what they are. You know, we have a special website uh, called ProLifePresident.com. Uh, and, uh, of course, President Trump is and was the most pro-life president that we uh that we ever had, uh, and that's the area of my work, uh, working full-time to, to end abortion, and there are a lot of developments in that arena in these days, which we can also talk about, but he was uh, making historic accomplishments in so many other areas of American life as well, and you know that, and, and at ProLifePresident.com, we, we, we list these many, many accomplishments, in the MAGA movement, we have to make sure that we are constantly reminding people of these because maybe they didn't learn them too well while President Trump was in office. Uh, but it's time to learn about those historic accomplishments now because we have to build on them. We have to preserve the ones uh, that we are, are able to preserve. The Democrats are destroying various things. We've got to rebuild them. They're destroying the country, but we can take it back. 
You know, there's the realism of facing the evil that's happening and naming it, by the way. And then there's the hope and the confidence that we can retake the country, which we absolutely must. We have to have that confidence. Otherwise, we're not uh, going to find the strength to, to do the work that has to be done. What, what President Trump said there, furthermore, about a battle for righteousness, he understands this is a battle between good and evil. He understands that the nature of government, as he always says, is that we worship God, not government. It's faith and it's family, not government and bureaucracy that are the American way. Sure, government has its place, even bureaucracy to a certain extent has its place. But it's a limited place. The people are sovereign. You know, when he got inaugurated, remember what he said on in his inaugural address? President Trump said, this is not about the, simply the transfer of power from one political party to another. This is the transfer of power from Washington, D.C. to you, the people. That is what he has consistently spoken about, taught, and acted on. Giving power back to you, the American people. What else does it mean to put America first? What else does it mean to secure our borders and help our vets and strengthen our military and give us the most robust, strong economy in history? What else does it mean to restore religious freedom and to restore the right to life and to cut away more taxes and government regulations than ever before in history so that families can flourish, so that businesses can flourish, so that people can flourish, so that our faith can flourish? What does it mean to put education into the hands of the parents and let them have the say that they have a right to have over what is taught to their children and not be bullied by bureaucrats? What does it mean except putting the power back into the hands of the people? And that's what this whole controversy right now means, brothers and sisters, in regard to the abortion issue. If you've been following what's going on, and in case you don't understand it, let me just summarize it very, very simply. To say that the Supreme Court looks like it's about to reverse Roe versus Wade. There was a leak of the, uh, of the opinion. This is an unprecedented thing. Likely somebody trying to pressure the justices. They are not going to yield to that pressure. But brothers and sisters, it's about letting the people govern themselves and letting the people protect their youngest children, the babies in the womb. As many states working through their elected representatives want to protect them. And for the last 50 years, the Supreme Court has told them, no, you can't. It's a strange thing because it has nothing to do with the Constitution. But the court comes up with this decision back in 1973 saying you can't protect babies in the womb before viability. You can't do it. I don't know. It seems to me that the, the, the more dependent the baby is, the more protection the baby needs, not less. The younger, the smaller, the less able to survive outside of the womb that the baby is, well, that, that's an argument to give the baby more protection, not less. But for 50 years, the court has been on this strange path of saying, you can't do it, you can't do it, you can't protect these babies. And now the states have been pushing back and passing laws to protect them anyway. They were challenged in court. 
The court took up the case, and now they're reevaluating the whole thing. And apparently they've decided, you know what, it has nothing to do with the Constitution. To block the people from deciding. Now, if one state or another state, as many states do, want to continue to have abortion legal, they want to even expand it and have it legal until up until uh, birth, some states do that. It's despicable, it's horrible, it's immoral. But what this court decision would do is would actually say to the other side that wants unlimited abortion, and this is one of the, the radical extremist positions of the Democrats, unlimited, unlimited abortion. It would say to them, well, you want that? Make your case. Make your case to the people. Make your case to your elected representatives and you can pass the laws. But if you want to protect the babies and you make that case and you persuade your fellow voters and your elected representatives, well, then you can do that. There's nothing in the Constitution that says you can't. That's the point. That's the point of this decision. That's what the decision says. Brothers and sisters, if you want information about this Dobbs case, as it's called, go to SupremeCourtVictory.com and you'll find out more. You've seen some of the polling. Now, talking about, again, this uh, the intro that we saw the great uh, accomplishments of President Trump, that great fighting spirit to tell us, look, you're going to face opposition. I'm going to say another word about that in a moment. You're going to face opposition. But look at what the results are here of his accomplishments and his popularity that continues. My goodness. The generic ballot. All right, Looking looking at these midterm elections, the primaries are underway in many places. The generic ballot for Congress, you want to vote Republican, you want to vote Democrat. The Republicans are leading strongly in the generic ballot. In fact, by the largest margin that we have seen since 2010, a margin of 48% to 43%. Now, only just, just a few statistics come from a number of different recent polls. Only 80% of those who voted for Biden in 2020 are going to vote for the Democrat for Congress. Hmm, 80%. Independents are saying they're going to vote Republican, 44% to 32%. Hispanics preferring Republican, listen to this, 51% to 40 Hispanics. Men giving Republicans a lead of 52% to 41 And women, 45 to 44. But President Trump himself, 69% of Republican primary voters want him to run again in 2024. If he were to do so, Republican primary voters would support him 83%, and those opposed, 14, not 40, 14. Among a field of 13 candidates possible for 2024 for president, President Trump leads the way by a gigantic margin and has 57%. And the next in line, Governor DeSantis, 15%. So, I mean, this is to say that he's the leader of the MAGA movement and the biggest influence in the the Republican and American politics is not in in any way an understatement. 
You and I will face tremendous opposition from many sectors, maybe co-workers, some family members, certainly opponents in the political arena, may even be from our employer, from our teacher, from people who have some sway in our lives. For somebody like me, like for a priest, sometimes some of you ask me, oh, do you get any uh, pushback in the church for you know being so politically uh, aligned with President Trump and the MAGA movement? And the answer is yes, because there's a lot of deceived people in the church. There's a lot of deceived uh, bishops, deceived pastors. They're deceived, brothers and sisters. They're just as deceived as Brandon and the Brandon administration and the lunatics on the left. Yeah, just because you dress like I do, just because you have a title in the church, <laughs> that doesn't make you immune from being on the wrong side of history. That doesn't make you immune from being deceived. And unfortunately, some of those who are deceived, eh, they push back against me. You know what? Be my guest. They push back and they try to intimidate. They try to harass. They try to punish. In fact, there are some in the church who have even tried to make it so that when I go around and I do this work full time, traveling around for the pro-life movement, going around speaking in churches and being invited by all kinds of groups. Maybe I'll, I've seen some of you out on the road and certainly hope I, I, I will see you in, in future trips. And, uh, and, 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 and there are some church authorities who say, oh, no, 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 no. Father Frank can't come into our community. Oh, no, he can't come into our church. He's too radical. He's too extreme. And some even have gone to the Vatican and said, Father Frank, he shouldn't be doing this. As a matter of fact, I've even been threatened by people in, in the Vatican to throw me out of the priesthood altogether because of my support for the MAGA movement and for President Trump. People I respect who have said to me, you can't do this. You've got to be neutral. You've got to stay out of politics. You've got to stop supporting President Trump. And tonight, I want to give a response to those people. I want to give a response that expresses exactly what I think and exactly the path that I am on and that I'm going to stay on. And here's my response. There is no way on earth or in hell that people who are deceived and do not see the greatness of this moment, who do not see the greatness of the leadership of the president whose picture is behind my shoulder, who do not understand the accomplishments, who do not understand that the MAGA movement means we go deep into principles that are not only at the foundation of America, but that are at the heart of the gospel. There's no way that those people are going to shut us up. Not you, not me, not the people we associate with in this great movement. There are all kinds of people out there who've been contacting me because they're losing their jobs for the sake of standing up for principle, standing up for conscience, being part of this movement. You know what? The martyrs were martyrs for a reason. Saints and prophets of all times have stood up for what is right, and they have been willing to suffer 
the consequences. This is what, exactly what President Trump was just saying. When you have a righteous cause, when you are fighting for what is right, you are going to be opposed, and not just a little bit. You are going to be opposed mightily. Everything, you're going to have the, the, everything risked, everything possibly taken from you. We will laugh in their faces. That's what we will do. To the enemies of America, we will laugh in their faces. To the enemies of our freedom, to the enemies of our values, to the enemies of life, to the enemies of all that is good and the great accomplishments that this MAGA movement has stood for and continues to fight for, no, we are not going to be intimidated in any way, shape, or form. Judy is saying we're not having only a political battle of moral, ethical, and legalities. It is a spiritual battle between good and evil. Yes, Judy, that is exactly right. And that's why we have to stand and, 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 and stand strong and stand in Christ. We recognize we can't do this on our own strength. We stand together. Brenda is saying absolutely. Uh, yes, we will. Beverly is saying. Uh, Linda is saying so proud to be in the same company. You know, that is what I feel every time I come on here with all of you. Is, is, is a, there's a pride, isn't there? The know that we are together from all different places. We are here from all around uh, the country. And uh, some of our friends from around the world who love America, who support America. And, uh, oh, some of you are, are uh, uh, saying such great things. Uh, Susan uh, saying, absolutely. Kel, love the hat. Absolutely. I wear this hat in a lot of different circumstances and uh, do a lot of videos. And I hope you all have yours uh, as well. And uh, great to be... Uh, uh, great to see picture, pictures of people with the hats. Of course, we always see it at the Trump rallies, but in other circumstances, too. Uh, let's be proud and uh, and wear it. Let's see. What is uh, Joyce saying? Oh, you're such a good man. I love the hat. Yes, thank you very much. Um, uh, we support you. You cannot support a person that wants to kill babies. Yes, and I wanted to say another word about that. You know, with this MAGA movement, you know what Brandon said recently? And I like to call him Brandon because, you know, after all, when, when, when we see how this Let's Go Brandon uh, slogan came about, you know, it has become a symbol of the way that the other side wants to just distort reality and disguise reality. They, they say, oh, or it's Let's Go Brandon, Let's Go Brandon. In other words, they want to try to hide the absolute uh, disgust that so many of the American people have for this current administration. And uh, they want to pretend that it's something else. So that's, that's what the symbol has become. So you have a violent riot burning down our cities and you, you, know, you, want, to, you want to make believe it's a peaceful protest. You've got an invasion of our country from the South because the border doesn't exist anymore. And you want to say, oh yeah, no, it's all under control. It's being managed just fine. There's no difference between, you know, oh, it's immigration. Oh, we have to welcome our brothers and sisters. Meanwhile, there's an invasion going on, and we don't know who in the world is coming into this country and what kind of diseases and what kind of criminality and, and what kind of dangers. You know, it's, 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 it's a fantasy land, in other words. And the biggest fantasy, oh, well, it's reproductive health care. It's not killing a baby. And meanwhile, when you look at exactly what the textbooks, in fact, let's get that 
We have here in the studio the, a picture of, I want to show you for a moment. You're going to be astonished by this if you've never seen it before. These people, the Brandon administration and all these left-wing, radical, pro-abortion Democrats, uh, they'll, they'll talk about abortion. They'll say, oh, it's freedom. Oh, it's health care. Oh, it's re women's reproductive health. You want to see what they're calling women's reproductive health? I'm going to hold this up, and the camera's going to zoom in. This is what the abortion procedure does to a baby. Dismembers, tears apart limb from limb, the baby. Friends, this is a medical diagram of a legal, legal abortion procedure. Look at this. This is not civilized. This is not right. And, and this is what the, the, what the Brandon administration wants us to pay for. Not only do they want it to happen without any restriction, they want us to pay for it. This is absolute insanity. Let's go, Brandon, because they want to make believe that what is isn't and that what isn't is. They want to change the truth. They want to hide the reality. They want to live a life of let's pretend. Well, we're not going to pretend. We're going to face what's going on, and together, in the spirit of Jesus Christ, we're going to make a change. Let me take a couple of more uh, questions or comments. And uh, Oh, well, Anna has an important question. I'm a Catholic woman, she says. If the mother's life is in danger, is abortion accepted by the church? If a mother's life is in danger, the baby never has to be killed. We would say you can't kill a baby even if you're trying to accomplish a good thing. I mean, many people who have abortions are trying to accomplish something good. But no, it's not acceptable to kill a child. But the good news is if a mother's life is in danger, and of course we know there are many complications of pregnancy. We have many advisors who are maternal fetal medicine experts. And uh, the, baby, the good news is you never have to kill the baby. Now, you may have to deliver the baby early. But you know what? In a case like that, when you're doing everything you can to help both the baby and the mother, that's not an abortion. So that's perfectly acceptable, even if there's increased risk to the, to the child. You have to deliver the baby early. You keep the baby in the, in the mom as long as you can to keep them both safe, to help the baby get stronger and to grow. But you know that the, the, the point at which the baby can be delivered and still survive, there's been babies delivered at 21 weeks who have survived just fine. Uh, a lot of it depends, of course, on the growth of medical technology and the will, the will of those who are helping that mom and that baby uh, to have the best outcome. So, uh, so I hope that, 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 that clarifies the question, morally, it's not uh, permissible to kill the baby, but the good news is medically, it's not necessary either. Uh, so uh, let's see. How can, Laurie, how can a doctor do this satanic sacrifice? You know, we were reading from the first book of Kings, right? The Baals. Well, when the people worshipped the Baals, one of the things they did was they sacrificed children to the demons. Scripture says, brothers and sisters, and never forget this, that that was why the exile happened. The Assyrian exile, the Babylonian exile happened because of the killing of children, sacrificing them to demons. And what's happening in the abortion clinics today? This is what's happening. I'm not saying that the women who go there to get their abortions are doing demon sacrifice. I'm saying the action itself and at the core of those who promote it, well, in the sight of God, this is an action that or, or whose origins are with the devil.
satanic. Brothers and sisters, we're out of time already for this broadcast, uh, but let me tell you how to stay connected. First of all, we have these programs uh, each weeknight at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Please spread the word. Please be sure to join us. Secondly, my social media handle, FR Frank Pavone. Uh, we're going to bring you hard-hitting and inspiring uh, a commentary each day and information, connections, and things that you need to know. Uh, and furthermore, our organization is Priests for Life, but it's not just for priests and it's not just for Catholics. I know that we have people here from across the body of Christ, and I rejoice in that. Uh, it is an organization for anyone who wants to help end abortion. And we have uh, within our movement what we call Pro-Life MAGA. MAGA is pro-life. MAGA embraces life and embraces all the principles on which America rests. So you are all very much at home with the work that we do. We, we have a place and a role uh, for you and a warm welcome for you. So check out my main website, which is endabortion.us. Simple as that, because we want to end abortion in America to help and make America great. Endabortion.us. Friends, thank you for taking the time. Let's say together the Lord's Prayer. And as we do so, many of you have left prayer intentions in the comments. Let's lift each other up right now in the presence of the Lord of life and uh, uh, pray in the words that he gave us, praying for each other and praying for President Trump and praying for America. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. God bless you, friends. Good to be with you. MAGA, 1,000%. God bless America. God bless President Trump. God bless you. We'll talk to you again tomorrow. This has been the End Abortion Podcast. To learn more, to help end abortion, and to connect with us on social media, visit endabortion.net.